Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Woo! Here with you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our service men and women. Did you take some medicine? I had a little uh, fruit punch still in the top there. Oh, okay. So I just didn't want to waste any. I was like, where did that pill come from? Joel's a pill popper. (laughs) Please don't do that. No. Uh, Hey, you startled me there. So much so that I I, I stopped mid-read. Thanks for thanking all of our great service men and women out there. Uh, taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. I am still needing that caffeine. I, I'm, I'm, I am tired. I don't know why I'm tired, too, by the way. Don't you hate? This is one thing I hate. When you're tired and you have absolutely no reason. I haven't done anything today. You know, I have sometimes found out that that is when you are the tiredest. Most tired. Because you don't work up any adrenaline or, or whatever. I, yeah, your blood's not flowing. you just kind of been sitting there. Come sitting, over here and slap me, sedentary. Joel. Let's, let's, get, let's get it going here. Uh, the you know, John Henderson treatment. I told Katie this back several months ago. Um, you know, during the course of this pandemic, I wasn't able to go to the gym and get my runs right, in right, and all right. that whole nine yards like I used to. Yeah. And I told her, I was like, I'm doing less and I'm more tired. Yeah. And well, they're that and the grind of, of the of the life during the that pandemic. I was going to say, part know. of that is Mental. I eventually had Mental. three kids under four at the house, too. There's that, that too, yeah. That wears you down. But yeah. A lot of reasons for you to go to Strange Brew is what I'm hearing here. So if you can't have a coworker come slap you in the face... And you need a shot to get you through the day. Strange Brew Coffee House, that's the place to go. If your coworkers will slap you in the face, though, you should still go to Strange Brew. You can get both. Go ahead. Why not? Uh, College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. That's the place to get brand new, great prices, great selection of Mississippi State gear. M over S is what you want to be wearing this baseball season. You get some new gear over at College Corner. Shop at collegecornerstore.com or shop their two locations in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Don't have to make a choice between a business big enough to serve all of your technology needs and small enough to give you the personal service you desire when you work with Advantage Business Systems. They've been helping businesses just like yours here in the Magnolia State for nearly 50 years. They are what local business is all about, both in what they do and what they represent. They keep their money here in the state of Mississippi. They want you to do the same. So give them a call and find out how they can help you. Call them today at 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. You find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. We've got a lot to talk about today. we got a little hodgepodge of a show, but we'll start with baseball. Uh, Mississippi State up to number three in the D1 poll. Is that Arkansas, Vandy, Mississippi State? Yes. That okay. is correct. That seems about right. And Ole Miss is four. So State is, you know, SEC has the top four teams in the country yeah. and five of the top six, I believe. You could basically, if you left Nashville at 6 a.m., you could visit all four of the top four in one day. And, and like, you know, not go to bed at a stupid hour. What's it, probably like a 15-hour a day there? I don't know. Let's see. You'd have to go... 
you'd go to what did you go Starkville? You're starting in Nashville, did you? Nashville say? to Starkville to Oxford to to Fayetteville. That's how I would do that. Otherwise, yeah. you're going to go have to go back up to go to. Well, I guess you could go Nashville to Oxford, down to Starkville, and hit 82 out to. I don't know. I would I would I would do it another way. I would go to Oxford third so I can get on over to I-55 and then get to I-40. Yeah, I'm just thinking would it how straight a shot is Nashville to Fayetteville? Probably not much. Well, it's just take you take I forty. Take I forty all the way. So maybe you just do that. And then and dip down. down and back into Mississippi? Yeah. Well, we're not gonna have to make that decision. Don't worry about no, it. But I guess you could do it. It's Nashville. doable. I don't know though, because Fayetteville to just Fayetteville to Starkville is what? Like I didn't Eight. I didn't know we were spending the first segment Eight. on this, but yeah. I, I drove it. All yeah. night long after after the football game. But the, that's the thing. Though. That's that's. Uh, I mean, Nashville to Starville is like what four and a half. So it's it's not it's just not that bad except for that the trip to Fayetteville. So if you leave at six, you get to Starkville by like ten thirty. Yeah. You'd be in Oxford by noon. You could be in Fayetteville by by, by night by, by like night nine, nine, nine or like ten nine o'clock. Yeah, not that bad. Yeah, you could do it. It's doable. You couldn't wind up back in Nashville though. No, we're not getting home that night. Yeah. Not, not the, at least the drive home will be better because it's just a straight shot back. <laughs> whenever whenever we sat down to record the show, did you know we were going to spend five nope. minutes talking about traversing about, the southeast? About, about geography, basically? No, <laughs> I did not. But, um, yeah, so Mississippi State, big weekend, big week coming up for them. Big game. Move to Wednesday. Broken, that story broken by Joel T. Coleman of com. Or are you saying that you didn't break it? Well, I mean, I... Don't know that I. I mean, you were the first person I saw tweet about it. I guess from the uh, media group, I was probably the first one. Yes. Well, there you go. I, I I saw some rumblings on social media at other places, but yes, I guess from the we're media we're going to give you the credit. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, so that moves to uh, to Wednesday. That's going to uh, allow Mississippi State to start Houston Harding. He will get the start. Chris Lonis relayed that information to me on Sports Talk Mississippi earlier today. Um, not too much of a surprise. He did also say that being a midweek game, they'll still plan to... So Thunder and Lightning's breaking all the news here is what you're telling me. We've got a monopoly right this second. We're running the show. Um, did expect him to, to throw multiple pitchers, obviously, in a, in a midweek game. So I would expect to see guys like uh, Chase Patrick and Jackson Forrester and, and maybe Riley Self, depending on the situation. And then the interesting thought to me, and I've seen some people bring it up on, on social media, is... Can you find it maybe an inning for Will Bednar? Because if he threw an inning on Wednesday, he'd be fine to come back on Saturday or Sunday, wouldn't you think? But if he if you feel like he's 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 turning the corner, maybe just go ahead and give him an inning, just sort of loosen things up and get get back in the flow a little bit. Smart or not? I mean, sure, because he's probably going to have to throw a bullpen or something anyway. I mean, it, yeah. You, know, you see that sometimes, like at the end of a major league season, mm-hmm. um, going into the postseason, if a guy's not going to get another start, maybe they'll get a. He was going to throw a side session anyway kind of thing. You see it sometimes in extra innings in big league games where a guy, it was his day to throw on the side anyway. And back in the day when big league games might go 20 innings, yeah, you know, you, you might have a starter that could give you an inning in relief because he was going to throw out of the pen anyway. I don't know if, if Bedner w- would do that or not. I don't have an update on him other than he's day-to-day. You know, we will continue to ask mm-hmm. as we go along. Maybe it'd be smart to just not send him out there until he's ready, hundred percent. Well, that's the thing, though. I, I, that's, well, if he's that's, ready, 100%. I feel like yeah, that's that's sort of implicit that it, yeah, he feels like, hey, I can, I'm going to be good, good to pitch this weekend. All right, let's go out and get an inning this weekend tonight. Then. Yeah, or so not not tonight, obviously, but Wednesday. 
Um, and then, you know, USM, good baseball team, you know, as always. Uh, that game in Pearl, so that means that, you know, not going to be a huge crowd, obviously. But the, I think one thing we saw this weekend, even without the big crowds, is they're loud. They're excited to be back at, at stadiums and be back watching college baseball. Is that a fair? I mean, when when I wasn't there for the Grand Slam and you weren't there for Tanner Allen, so we have to sort of compare and contrast here. But I mean, it it didn't. It felt like a pretty. It sounded like a pretty normal weekend crowd to me at that moment when everybody was at full full velocity. Yeah. On, I, I saw Tanner's walk off on the broadcast. And it was very loud across the broadcast. And like I said, I was there for, for Luke's Grand Slam. And look, would 10,000 people in that place have been a heck of a lot louder? Yes. Sure. But it was still quite the roar. Um, folks, yeah, man. I mean, you got to be excited. I mean, it, we're going off, I'm going off the trail here. But speaking of Greg Byrne, I think you and I were talking about him before this, this show started. He mentioned it. He, he, they're planning for Bryant Denny to have a hundred thousand strong come mm-hmm. the fall and things, and you know you wonder if that's this, a, if there if something's going to happen here soon to get there's some a hot rumor. And it's a, I've seen it on different message boards and everything that, this week that this week the governor is going to make an announcement to to up the ante. Now I think if you've, if I think you've listened to Sports Talk Mississippi, the executive order runs out like middle of the week, right? So. I, I, and I, I you know we'll see what happens. Now that being said, if you've listened to Sports Talk Mississippi. What Richard is saying there, and I know this pains a lot of you, but he's correct in that changing the capacity doesn't change that much if you still have the social distancing in play. Just because you change it to fifty percent doesn't mean you can start putting, you know, let's say the you, you say actual attendance is twelve thousand. You can't put six thousand in there because you still have to have people spread out. Yep. It's more important, and in reality, twenty five percent, if you didn't have to enforce social distancing, would still be a lot more people. I wonder if that's an accurate statement. Would can you would you if you had twenty five percent, but everybody could just sit where they wanted, versus fifty percent, but we have to spread them out. How big a difference are we talking about? I don't. Oh, I mean, I know it's more on the fifty percent, but how much more is it really? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And then, I mean, who's? I guess who's enforcing that? Like, if you smush it to five feet instead of six, is that okay? Kind of thing like who's enforcing to make sure it's six feet bet- between literally every spot. I-, I don't know, but bottom line is, man, I I hope we're getting to a point to where this whole st- this whole conversation started with people getting to watch ball games. I hope we're getting close to a point where a lot more can watch ball games. Yeah, I feel, I feel like that's coming though. I feel like it, I mean, it feels like things are are trending in the right direction. And you I mentioned mean, you, want, you, you mentioned Richard, and of course Richard and his old Miss ties. I mean, Ole Miss has kind of they've already I think announced. The, the Grove Bowl and, yes. and kind of said like attendance stuff will be yeah. announced later and so yeah, that kind of makes you think they set their date with, you know that kind of makes you weekend. think that they wouldn't set that and talk about that and I think there's some other activities going on along with that mm-hmm. um, kind of seems like they wouldn't have said that and then said you know we're going to announce attendance plans later they're kind of waiting I think yeah. somebody in higher education probably somebody knows, knows somebody yeah. in the governor's office yeah. and knows something's coming there's some is back, what it sounds back like. channel stuff going yeah. on there there's no question about that so uh, we will see you know depends on where you look we, we, we use D1 here on this on this show so number three is what we'll go with but as high as number two they were number two in baseball America as low as number 10 uh, that's in the collegiate baseball poll which is you know for my money the one I pay the least attention to. Um, but a consensus top ten team ac- across the board. 
some people were, you know, complaining about the way this team plays. I saw on, on some message boards about, you know, this isn't a top ten team at all. But if you look at the way baseball, I mean, Vanderbilt has lost games. UCLA is four and three on the season. Uh, Arkansas is the only team that hasn't lost, if I'm correct. It's baseball. You lose a game or two. You're going to lose a game or two. This team is perfectly well represented where they are in the top ten. Yeah. Uh, I, and I, and Crystal Monis made a very valid point with you guys on the big show on Monday when he talked about. I don't know if Mississippi, State, if any school in the country has faced the arms that Mississippi State has faced up to this point. Yeah, I mean the the folks they faced in Texas, the, the guy that Tulane threw out there on Friday night was yeah. an had like an All American honor of some kind. Yeah. I mean, he's he's really good. They have faced some top tier talent, and I don't know if any. He's right. I don't know if anybody in the country has faced that level of arm as consistently as State has through the first seven games. Yeah, I agree with that. So we'll see what happens uh, Wednesday night. We might, we might, I might see reach out to my friend Luke Johnson see if he wants to come on with us and uh, preview that game. I think it feels like a big game. Feels like you know, you think about the non-conference games this year. Obviously, that the tournament was the biggest deal, but then you know Tulane and then USM and then Louisiana Lafayette. I mean, these are teams that are consistently in the NCAA tournament. So states, you know, kudos to Chris Lamonis. And and baseball the baseball program they've done a, they've put together a very solid schedule in terms of what RPI needs to be but at the same time it's also an attractive schedule it, it's games you you know obviously we're talking about attendance but they're games you want to see you yeah. know you I don't, don't know if this coming weekend necessarily is this coming weekend is it, sort of a little bit deal, of a breather but of course you know did you when was that schedule when did, when was that thought of? yeah I don't know because they may have been really good when it might it was have scheduled. been a couple of years ago they were like hey, let's go ahead and put an agreement in place and then you know things sort of fall apart on you so we'll see how it goes. Uh, let's move on over to football. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. If you saw on social media this weekend, the uh, the unveiling of Welcome Home Beef's products at the Vowels here in Starkville was fantastic. All across North Mississippi, those markets are selling Welcome Home Beef products, which makes it super easy for you to put some of the best hamburgers and steaks your family will ever try on the table. And if you're lucky enough to live here in Starkville, or if you want to make the drive in, if you're going to be here for the weekend, I can't recommend enough stopping by Welcome Home Beef and picking up some products to take home with you. Steaks, roast, uh, burgers, and of course some of the offcuts of the animal that are just as delicious when you give them the time and the attention and the love that they deserve. Plus the Welcome Home Beef food truck always up and running on the weekends putting that those great burgers and sandwiches out there for you. Give them a call today and find out how you can make dinner better at your house with Welcome Home Beef. 662 662- 268-8148. Visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. Whatever you're picking up from there, wherever you're putting it, one thing's for sure. It just tastes good. Our good friends over at Two Brothers want to see you this weekend for uh, for MSU Baseball. They want to see you at Two Brothers enjoying some of the best food and drinks in the city of Starkville. Great spot to people watch there in the Cotton District. The new location is fantastic, and the food, well, it just can't be beat. Smoked wings, pork rind nachos, burgers, sandwiches, so much more than just barbecue when you go to Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Southern Soul Food, the best in Starkville. Give them a try today. 621 University Drive, that's where you'll find Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Uh, let's start with the, the, the goings. we got comings and goings today. <laughs> we'll start with the goings. Uh, Brad Peterson, who's been part of... All right, so he, he announced today he was leaving. And he's been here for five years. Did you not realize? I thought he had been here for like ten years. It does feel like that, and and some of that is for just, three different head coaches. So that's what I was going to say. Some of that is because he has been a part of three separate staffs. 
Some of it's because he's been such a name in the state for the last 25 years that kind of already knew him before he was here. And so you you wrap all that up, and it does feel like he was here a lot longer than he was. But from all indications, I mean, I've never never been recruited by him, but... Mm -hmm. For uh, from all indications, was a humongous part of this of, yes. staff off the field of, of, of what Mississippi State was able to do with in-state recruiting. A guy who could knew everybody, knew everybody, state. yeah, exactly. So he will go on to uh, to adventures in private business, I believe, is what he has said. So you know, getting out of the coaching game uh, for now, uh, he strikes me as the kind of guy though that I could see him back on the sidelines in a couple of years, maybe at a big high school or maybe even at a college. Coach, yeah, uh, a lot of coaches don't know what his ambitions are but mm-hmm. a lot of coaches you know get that state retirement and go coach academy ball somewhere yeah. i don't yeah and then that it, the, the coaching itch is a hard one to to let it go so but whatever brad peterson is smart guy really nice guy i've been able to have a couple conversations with him yeah and and just you know uh, he'd been a real asset 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 what's an asset i don't even know what i knew what is. you meant I knew what I meant, too and i'm pretty sure our <laughs> listeners knew but grammatically i felt like i needed to say asset because that's how that word goes. I'm pulling that thing again, by the way, where I'm, the word is losing meaning on me. i got to stop. Um, so he's out the rumor mill, and I've seen this on several several places, and I, find, I have no reason to believe it's not true, uh, is that former USM head coach Jay Hobson will slide into that role. Sort of the same thing, right? A guy who would know, he, you would think would have even deeper connections throughout the state because he's been a head college football coach in Mississippi. So feels like... That's an interesting thing. So, so, just for the record, we've got uh, Jay Hobson, uh, Ole Miss graduate, Southern Miss head coach, now Mississippi State director of recruiting. If all this pans out, <laughs> funny how that works, right? Sort of goes with Jack Abraham, Oxford native, played at USM, now at Mississippi State. He could come in here and be like, "I've been everywhere. The other two suck." You yeah, know, like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, let me tell you, I've been to both. This is the one. So we'll see how that that works out. Uh, yeah, those. We don't talk enough about those off-field guys because you just don't, you know, they're just not the glamour positions. You know, they're not the assistant coaches. Yeah, and, and the fan base they never run see the them. show. Yeah, it's huge to have a guy in that spot that yeah. uh, that knows everybody. That, that guy, Rod Gibson, um, you know, uh, Mason Smith is a name that a lot of MSU fans, especially if you if you follow recruiting closely, his name constantly pops up. Yep. Uh, with recruits. Those guys, you know, have been have been a huge part of the success Mississippi State has been having. Not only you know getting guys in this state, but some of the inroads they've been able to make in Louisiana and Alabama and Florida, things like that. You know, Jamar Cheney's a part of that uh, down in Florida as well. So Brad Peterson's uh, leaving. You know, that's a big blow for Mississippi State. But if if Hobson is the guy, I feel like that's a a very quality uh, replacement uh, for Mississippi State. And then somebody coming in. Great football player name here. Jackson Cannon. I wish he was a quarterback. I was going to say, it sounds like a QB. Like, if you're if you're telling me right now that your quarterback's last name is Cannon, I will vote you for the national title. <laughs> but instead, he's a big offensive lineman, six foot five, two hundred ninety-seven pounds, out of McDonough, Georgia, Ola High School. Uh, not a ton of offers. Uh, Ball State, UAB, Western Kentucky. 
So it looks like your typical, you know, Mississippi State, diamond in the rough, they're going to try to polish up here. But the frame is certainly there. And and you're starting to see that trend now with Mississippi State on the offensive line. This is what they want. The you know, the the you're not going to see a lot of uh, I don't think any more of 62 63 310 320. You're going to see a lot of 6566 six, six, 290 guys that can move and can and, and can have the wingspan to play in a predominantly passing offense. Yeah, it seems to be the the case. I, it it really is though. I mean, the first thing that jumps off the page at you when you when you think about Jackson Cannon and you have I like to be careful when I go down the show cuz it really does sound like you're bashing the kid and and it's I don't mean that at all. Mm-hmm. But when it what are we? It's Mar- March the 1st. Yeah. As we record, you're nine, ten months from signing day, the early signing day. And, you know, you're taking a kid already that doesn't have a a ton of offers. I mean, you had the same situation a week or two ago with a kid that may end up in the 2021 class. We'll see how that works out. But it's just kind of another one of those situations like that one to me where apparently somebody on this staff saw this, saw Jackson Cannon – and and see something. It was another. It seems like another one of those. Somebody got on the table for this kid yeah. situation. And maybe that's Mason Miller or whatever. And and really really likes what he sees. Nothing against that, by the way. It's just when you look at that offer sheet. Yeah, it it's, does, it's, it's right not impressive. It. It's you know? fine. He doesn't even have a, a score from twenty four seven. Not even you know or not, rivals or rivals or anybody. Yeah. So you know a very undervalued prospect. You're right. Somebody has an evaluation on this kid that they really trust. So we'll see how that pans out. State now with four commitments in the 2022 class, currently ranked 25th. It's a long way to go. Um, one four-star kid, Jacarius Clayton, out of Tupelo, Mississippi. Again, six foot five, 255 pounds. You know, got to feel like that frame will fill out, and he'll end up being an offensive lineman. Jacarius Elam, the cornerback out of Greenville Christian. Um, Dakota Jordan, who is an athlete, who I think right now they are recruiting as a running back. Uh, for Mississippi State out of Canton Academy. Baseball guy. Also a big baseball prospect, yep. correct? Mm-hmm. Like a, a draft risk baseball prospect, correct? I think, I think so. He's he's pr- pretty good from all indications. So, But w- is planning to be a two-sport athlete when he comes to Mississippi State? Is that the – if if that if that does indeed occur, as far as we know? I I think that's the plan. Although with a lot of these guys, they say that kind of thing and then they get here. You would think a guy, though, who's a draft risk as we sit here today. I mean, honestly, it sounds like Jerry on Ely. You know, you got to see how his senior his senior year. Like Jerryon Ely going into his senior year was a top like everybody thought he was going to be a first round pick. Well, I think he made the right call to go play college football. It's so far so good, yeah, yeah for him. Um, so we'll see what happens with him. And then, like I said, Jackson Cannon, the newest addition uh, to this class, a top twenty five class. Honestly, I mean, there won't be a lot of fluctuation <laughs> between that today yeah. and December, and then February. I guess it was a because with Jackson not having a rating, I guess it was a top twenty-five class before he committed. It yeah, day, right? should or maybe numbers made it go up. I don't his, know. His class, based on what I was reading on twenty-four-seven, Steve Robertson was talking about what they think his initial uh, valuation will be. The average star rating with him will go down. Bring the class; it'll bring the class down a little bit, but because you get the points for him. It'll go up yeah. a little bit. So yeah, but when he when he gets evaluated, it should be at like twenty three yeah. or something like that, just depending on who commits between now and. And now. for the record, for those that think I'm an idiot, or for those that don't really understand how this works, if there's anybody out, to have a top twenty five class right now doesn't matter in the least. Yeah. <laughs> I you can't really look at that until everybody's got a bunch of guys. Then you can kind of start looking at that. Yeah. 
looking at the top five in Mississippi, going to be interesting for State. I mean, I feel like Branson Robinson's a no-shot kind of guy. Got a tailback with a Georgia offer. Probably going to move on and uh, and, and head over to, to the Plains. Uh, the number one player in the state is Kamali Rogers, the cornerback out of Holmes County. was coming to LSU. Uh, Mississippi State's in the top three, but it feels like they're a little bit behind. It uh, feels like they're behind Ole Miss and Miami is what, is what you're reading there. Then you have the big defensive tackle out of Columbia, Jaheim Otis, who is easily – I don't. I, I'm sure he's a good defensive tackle, but he's easily the biggest punter in the nation. Have you seen this kid punt? No. Six foot five, six foot four, three hundred forty nine pound punter. Wow, that feels one of like one of those things. If he swung his leg right, the ball would die. They just there would be no ball. There'd be nothing left but the innards of the ball. Uh, but it, as you know, with a big defensive lineman like that, he's going to have offers from everybody. And Mississippi State's in the mix there. Xavier Harris is the guy most people think will end up at Mississippi State. Uh, another big defensive tackle out of Germantown, tight with John Lewis. So that's a, a good thing. And the number five guy's already committed to Ole Miss, Marquez Dorch out of George County. I don't see State going dipping back into George County anytime soon, to be totally honest yeah, with you. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm going to guess that don't happen. Now, that said, the next ten guys you feel pretty good about, or at least the next, I'm sorry, the next five guys. Bryson Hurst, the big offensive lineman out of Gauthier, some big dudes in the state this year, uh, feel like he's a Mississippi State lean. Don Terry Russell is uh, DeMonte Russell's brother. A defensive end, now he's listed at 6'4 and 190. Feels like he should be a wide receiver. <laughs> but we'll see how that pans out from Mississippi State. Four-star uh, defensive end. Stone Blanton is currently committed to Mississippi State baseball, but he will be a football recruit and a national football recruit, a four-star middle linebacker out of MRA, as Brian R- Scott Rippey would say, the cradle of champions, MAIS. Can you stay committed to Mississippi State baseball and commit somewhere else for football? And I was wondering about that. Can you play, well, you know, take <laughs> take fall classes at one school and spring classes at Play the other? baseball at State, football at Ole Miss. Could oh, you imagine? Be something to watch, right? Be really funny. And then, again, number 10 is Larry Simmons, the wide receiver out of Moss Point. He is also committed to Ole Miss. Ole Miss got a couple of good uh, commitments already. Mississippi State will start picking those guys up. Much better year in state, by the way. When you talk about, you know, the top twenty guys in the state, like looking at, n- at number twenty, Carter Edwards, uh, who is r- reportedly a Mississippi State lean um, at this time. He is, uh, like I said, he's number twenty in the state. He, I'm trying to let me see what he would have been last year. Um, I'm pretty sure he would have been in the like close to the top ten. To be totally honest with you, yeah, he would have been uh, eighty four. Oh, I'm wrong. He, he, it's about the same. So where is it? Where is it different then? I guess it's just the top is a little more heavy this year yeah. than it was a season ago. So, so state's looking. You know, it's 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 too early to tell anything, but right now, like I said, the top five you might get one of those guys, but then in the top ten you've got a chance to get three or four of those guys. So we'll see how it all plays out. And of course, you know, I don't know anything about the out of state guys that state's going to be recruiting because I don't live there. Simple as that. All right. Uh, tomorrow's show is the rumblings, so go ahead and get your questions in. Joel, why don't you go ahead and send off a uh, fire off a tweet there? And I'll do that. Get those questions rolling in for us, and then on our uh, Thursday show, I'll have to go it alone on that one. Joel is headed down to Pearl. He'll cover the uh, USM game live. Uh, so follow At him cowbellcorner.com. Cowbellcorner.com for his game thread, and uh, he'll keep you up to date with everything that's happening. In Pearl. Uh, is there TV for that game? To my knowledge, no. So then you probably will be uh, needing Joel's uh, assistance. I I don't think there's online streaming. It's it's radio and cowbellcorner.com. So there you go. So, So, yeah, follow Joel uh, if you're not already. 
And uh, so I'll go it alone. We'll recap that. Plus, Mississippi State still scheduled to play Texas A&M. COVID hasn't gotten a hold of that one yet. We'll see. Uh, so that'll be our Thursday show. And then Friday, Joel will be back with us to look ahead to the weekend uh, for Mississippi State. Guys, have a great one. We'll talk to you again on Wednesday. For Joel T. Coleman, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.